You're listening to the Crestcore Real Estate Hour. Now, here's your host, Dean Harris. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Crestcore Real Estate Hour. Appreciate you guys tuning in this morning. I'm your host, Dean Harris. I'm with Crestcore Realty over on Summer Avenue. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in here on Facebook Live this morning. Uh, the Crestcore Real Estate Hour, not only you can watch it today's show live uh, as we speak, but uh, we'll post the show on the uh, Facebook page right after and also on our YouTube channel. That's really uh, where we're sending people these days. You can go to our YouTube channel, the Crestcore Real Estate Hour, and you can check out all the uh, past shows that we've had. Um, I remind you guys every single show that I am an investor. Uh, so if you have that old home that you need to sell quickly, uh, or if you know someone that has that own old home they need to sell quickly, shoot me an email, dean at crestcore.com, and we'll get you a cash offer on that home today. Um, the Crestcore Real Estate Hour concentrates on investing in Memphis and West Tennessee real estate. Uh, we'll focus on all those related topics, and I'll discuss local and national investment trends, as well as give you an inside look at what it takes to become an investor here in Memphis and West Tennessee, or what it takes to become a bigger and better investor here in uh, Memphis and West Tennessee. We've, we've added that Jackson and um, kind of surrounding areas to our uh, coverage area for management and sales. So we're, uh, we're categorizing, uh, categorizing in that as West Tennessee these days. So, um, all right, today, one of my favorite guests is joining us today. Um, I've got Wendy, Wendy Greenlaw with Chandler Reports. Uh, if you guys have tuned into the show before, you've heard her come on. She gives uh, amazing details and data on our sales, um, not only investments, but you really have everything. Wendy, welcome to the show. Hi, good morning. Thank you. Um, we haven't had you in a while. So we got a lot of catching up to do today. Has been a while. Yes. Since year end. <laughs> yeah, since year end. So we're gonna we're gonna tackle a, a good bit of it today. So tell me, uh, first of all, you guys go to chandlerreports.com. Uh, it's chandlerreports.com for all this information that we're gonna give you today. Um, it's a subscription based thing, but it's not very expensive. And I tell you, for the for the value that you get as an investor from getting this information, it's it pays for itself a hundred and fifty thousand times. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally. So no, I'm I'm really excited to have you in here, ChandlerReports.com. But Wendy, tell me a little bit about our first quarter, what we saw from um, sales trends, pricing trends. What do you got for us today? Sure. So Q1, I I keep saying this, the market's stabilized, and that kind of you know some people say like no, it hasn't really because of you know it's a seller's market and yeah. it's still going crazy out there for the realtors. But when you're looking at the numbers and the figures, we're pretty much on par through Q1 of this year that we were last year. I'm not seeing any major peaks or valleys um, and anything other than foreclosures, which we've continued to see. So in Q1 of this year, units were up slightly by 3%, with just under 4,000 sold. Um, And average home sale prices were up just 1%. But because it was up that 1%, we set a new Q1 highest average sale price of over (laughs) $160,000. But you know, it's not a huge, you know, last year we just kept seeing the numbers climbing, climbing, climbing yeah. for pricing. So it seems to have leveled out a bit. And we'll get into that a little bit more um, in a few moments. Uh, looking through April for the, through the first four months of this year, um, number of units is just up 2%. Average home sale price is unchanged from the first mm. four months of last year. Really? Yeah. And total home sales volume, as we would expect, are up 2%. Up 2%? Up 2%. Yeah, because you've had that increase in units, but that unchanged in the... In the average sale price, 
So it's up 2%. Wow. So housing inventory remains historically low. If you talk to any of the realtors that have been doing this in Memphis, Shelby County, you know, 30 years, they've never seen this few houses on All the right, market. Let's pause here for one second. <laughs> what you have come on, you know what I'm probably about to say. You, you come on uh, typically every quarter. We're a little behind this time, but right. typically every quarter and you mm-hmm. give us this information. We've been doing this for, I think, two years now. At least, yeah. Um, why, why are we not getting any more inventory? Well, we've talked about this. So a lot of it has to do with new homes. Yeah. Okay. So the new home inventory at the end of Q1 was 1,000 homes, which has been consistent, same as Q1 of last year, because builders aren't building out, you know, spec neighborhoods. Anyway, it's build, you know, pull a permit, build your home, sell it, build the net. It's not a huge inventory that because we used still, to see. We're still we used to have three, 4,000. Well, with rightfully so, though. I mean, yeah. you know, so that's one big thing. Um, I think a lot of people went through the you know the housing crisis mm-hmm. and perhaps they're in their homes they're renovating them instead of selling and you know the demand to sell their home isn't there i'm not sure on that end yeah. uh, i know i just sold my home because i needed a larger home i'm you know my family's increased in size and we just yep. otherwise i would never have bought in this market yeah. never but i i had no choice so i think a lot of people may look at that too but from a buyer's perspective it's you know the rates are so low it's a good time to get out there and buy there is there's just not a lot available. I, you know, I told you we looked at 50 houses before we finally Did you found legitimately one. look at 50? I, it felt like, I mean, we looked at so many houses, I can't even tell. I mean, I made an offer on one and it, it fell through. And then, I mean, we looked all over Shelby County. And we weren't just like, we have to live here in this school. We looked everywhere and every city is in Shelby County. From so, East Memphis out to Lakeland. Yeah, so what's happening in East Memphis and even in Germantown, what was happening everywhere, Arlington, Lakeland, everywhere? Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So the, the the amount of properties that we had in the end of April were the same as we had in the end of April last year. So it's not getting any better. It's not getting any better. No. Dan, what were you going to say? Well, I would think they'd go down. What? Why has that gone down, you think? Hasn't what gone down? The availability, the same? Is that what you said? For what? Houses. Did I, did I hear you Are wrong? you asking about inventory? Yeah, inventory. Why hasn't it gone down? Yeah. Because there's more people buying home. You know, we have enough that it's equalizing it's out. It's equalizing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Is the population going up? Do you have that number? I don't have statistics on population. I wonder, I wonder if we're going up with all the growth the new, of corp, yeah. all the corporations that are growing. and I'm sure we are. I mean, and, that's why, you know, areas like area um, Arlington and Lakeland, they've got a lot of development going mm-hmm. on, and they've got a lot of stuff that they're trying to get approved out there. That we, you know, they're extending the sewer lines yeah, and sewer upgrading line. sewer lines. And so I think that a lot of that new population that's more of the high-end corporate people are going to be moving out that mm-hmm. way, if that makes sense. And they've yeah. got the good schools out there, and they're you know talking about building high schools and all that. So I think a lot of it is moving um, in that direction. And I don't know if you guys knew there was a Bartlett Housing Summit um, by the Home Builders Association of Board of Realtors a few, you know, a few weeks ago, maybe a month mm-hmm. ago now, mm-hmm. um, where they're trying to convince you know the city of Bartlett that they need to kind of be creative and try and open up some space for land, whether it's multifamily or knocking down a shopping center, redeveloping, because there's no new homes there. So it's very few compared to what there used mm. to be. You know, back in the day, Bartlett, you know, was, was one of the new. leaders. Yeah. yeah, when they were new. But it's all built out, and that's the problem that we have in a lot of the areas. And people want to be in Bartlett. Us. You always hear good schools in of Bartlett. Of course. We looked at Bartlett. We, we wanted to make an offer in Bartlett, but yeah, it's. So it's there's a lot of interesting I did read something that. that Arlington, they were developing a new subdivision out there. I read it. Where did I read this article at? And they just said, there's as fast as they can get them going, they're sold. They're sold. Right. My neighborhood in Mississippi, Same they, thing. they extended our street, the street that I live on. I knew it was going to. There's probably 30 housing opportunities down there. They, they're they gone. 
they cannot they cannot wait to get these things up and go and they're gone. Right. So I mean, I well then clearly, obviously, the demand is there for new homes. The demand just, is there. I think the opportunity of where we're going to build them, and then the price point. You know, the price point isn't what it used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not under two hundred; it's going well above. And then a lot of the ones in Lakeland, they're talking about five hundred, seven hundred thousand dollar homes. Do you think we'll ever see? And this is just based around the inventory conversation. Do you ever think we'll see the Matthews Brothers Cordova developments like we used to see that that type of thing, where 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 there's 150 lots and they're broken down into six sections and they're just going to ramp out houses. I, I don't think because of the price point that price those point, homes yeah. were, I don't think we're going to see that. Well, the material cost is going up. Labor's labor's going roof. up. It's, yeah. They have to build a bigger, I mean, the data keeps showing you have to build a 2,500 square foot or, you know, like 2000 plus to right. make it worth them building. And that's what they were talking about. The Bartlett housing summit. It's just not even affordable to build mm. in Bartlett. They can't. Mm-hmm. Because they're so the, the land is so expensive. Because by so the time you get to de- developing the land, you have to have a certain price point of your yeah. home to cover to your cover costs, sense. and they just don't have that. So. You put your money somewhere else, basically, is what mm-hmm. what you would do. Right. You know. Is there an end to this? <laughs> end of what? Uh, the inventory yes. problem. There's an end to everything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, or you know, when you know, everyone says, "Well, when are we going to see a crash?" I have no idea. I mean, do you have any idea? I've heard two different economists, not crash, but recession of February of 2020. February next year. I've heard of two economists say that that's but not what a they, housing crash. It's going to be an economic, economic which will affect will affect housing. So we are behind the world. The rest of the world is kind of in a recessionary period. All the things that have been done through, you know, mm-hmm. government, whatever, right. and interest rates is uh, we're 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 lagging. The, the the world in that piece, so, but nobody can say, well, what does that mean? They could, they're all just saying, well, it's going to happen first of twenty twenty, but what does that mean? Does that mean interest rates going to go up a dollar? I mean, one percent, <laughs> yeah, you know, inflation. I mean, nobody can th- kind of tell you what. Well, we're definitely we're not going to have a foreclosure crisis. No, that Anytime. can't happen. No. So, I mean, foreclosures were down thirty percent still in the first yeah, quarter. Yeah, and we're I mean, not having we're not having a slowdown with investment deals. I, my pricing has flatlined. It has. But I, I, I'm not having any shortage of buyers or sellers. Do you experience in the investor world what you do in the retail world, where they're, you know, you've got a line of investors ready to go, and then they're all jumping on? Yeah, oh, yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, everybody has okay. a line waiting for properties become available. Yeah. Flip, but the ready. problem is they're all now wanting the same product. Okay, that's part of the issue. Narrowing it down. They're narrowing it down. Which they're... is a renovated, remodeled home. In, in certain in areas, a certain area. with certain probably price more rent point, price rent, rent. rent ranges, yeah, that's the that's the, kind of the key. People have moved away from. I mean, you know it better than me. Under eight hundred and under seven hundred, right around there. I'm yeah. not have, I'm having. No one's. No one wants to rent under that. The six fifty, six hundred. There's, there's not many investors that want that. Okay. My national investors, which is ninety five percent of my clients, right? They're listening now. Are wanting seven fifty and up for sure. Okay. Eight hundred really. So that takes a price point. Which is funny. My average sales price is fifty-seven seven fifty. That's the average. That's, That's my average sales price, and um, and we're closing what Dan twenty-five to thirty of those a month. Most right. of the people are looking for occupied, good condition, cash flowing. Okay. Um, it's going away from we'll take twenty thousand dollar house to put twenty in it, and they want that, but there's there's not as many of those that are the available. opportunity for that is not there. Yeah. So there we're, we're most of them. 
I still have a good chunk that are wanting 80 to 100. I mean, a real good chunk. They wanted that 80 to 100,000. They love them in Bartlett, but you just can't get anything for 100 grand in Bartlett, right. as you know. <laughs> it's not out there. And if it is, it's in bad, bad shape. Right, and it needs lower. It needs more well, work than what it's worth. Well, here's so I'm going to throw a little curveball to you guys. I read an article the other day with Memphis was in the top 20 of vacant houses that aren't being, like, nothing done with them. It was like 5,000. Where are those 5,000? Is that in, like, the... 38106. Or 38126. 126. Is that, that's probably, probably where they are, right? If I, I mean, had to guess, that's the areas they are. So we're in the, still in that kind of that Detroit 20, you know, 20 cities with this number of houses. It was like, I'll find that article and send yeah, it to you. Yeah, if you wouldn't mind, because that's kind of high. I mean, that it is, is high. high. I was shocked. I was like, and number one, how they got that data. But, yeah. you know. You're saying there's 5,000 vacant houses here that just no one's touching doing anything. Correct. Else. And it's wow. got to be that under $40,000 house. Well, yeah. You know, has to be because anything be. that's in that 70, 80, 90 range, it's right. vacant like that. Someone's someone's already snagged up. it. Yeah. I mean, what I'd love to see is like Midtown, uh, my Lamar Avenue. That <laughs> I always joke about like that. We start making it affordable and people start willing to jump over that that divide and start regentrification of that, those areas, you know, like and make it worth spending that money to do it. Does that make sense? Like, yes. Wendy, if, if Lamar Avenue ever comes back, <laughs> we will ne- Dan will never, never let us live this down. <laughs> Problem is I never bought anything over there. So it's, it's like, I'm just. Because you've been saying it for about a year, two, three, year yeah. and a half. He's been yeah. saying that Lamar Avenue is coming Lamar back. Lamar and well, Jackson. And I, you know Jackson, what? Was, it's coming back because, yeah. I mean, Midtown is bleeding over to it. It's mm-hmm. just, there's right. no, they don't have any other place to go. If you're, really, if you're a risk taker, it's willing to, to do it. I mean, I. I I had somebody email me about the other day. It was right on the edge. You're and a risk taker, aren't you? I am, but man. Do it. Do it. You have but to be I feel the leader bigger, sometime. Yeah, that's true. I'll let <laughs> Wendy t- challenge him this morning. I know. I'll let Mid-South do that for us. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Well, Midtown's having a rough start to the year, though. Midtown is? Yeah, so the 3104 zip code. Well, their, their units are up 19%, but the average prices are down 17%. When I went into that, it's because the, the size of the home selling are down 15%, so it's kind of bouncing off. Um, but any of the zip codes that I looked in across Shelby County where we have that drop in sales price, it was because they're smaller homes selling. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Not but, because the values are going down. It's just smaller homes are selling. Right. Because it concerned me. I was like, what the heck? And then I saw that, well, it's much smaller homes. The price per square foot is still down slightly, but you know, it's mm-hmm. not as drastic. But it was interesting because I was looking at the top investor zip codes, You know, your Fraser, um, University of Westwood, Raleigh, and Oak Haven, and their prices are all up across the board and their square footage is kind of unchanged yeah because that's where everybody's had to go it's, dri- it's driven itself up in the last year because that's the only place that anybody can find inventory right so to to, to put value into it and then resell it to an investor does that make right. sense like, yeah no i know and that we see these homes in some of these zip codes selling yeah. we're like how are they getting that much but they're yeah. totally renovated totally got if you look at the before and after picture from when the you know the investor got it mm-hmm. and then they flipped it, it's a totally different looking house right. which is increasing values in the neighborhood which you want anyway that's right um but yeah it was just interesting so 38111 university uh, average price up 15% in the first 4 months of this year really yeah but the average size is only up 6 so there's just the i don't know if people that shocks me for 38111 cuz that's been a steady investment yeah. area you mentioned Westwood a second ago. Yes. Uh, can you, and you? Might, I know you don't have this on yet, but can, are you able to break that down from west of 61 to east of 61? I, I can't off the top of my head. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. I on. could. But you can. Yes. You have the ability to do that. Yes. Because what I'm seeing is east, of, east. east is popping. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and then west is dead? Yes. Yeah. Because it, 
it's just west of 61 because there's no commerce over there. There's no, okay. it's just a river. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, so there's nothing it's over there. It's a dead area. It's, it's just, dead. It's, just, it's kind of like North Haven, but I mean, North Haven, I bet you got some good comps up there right now. It, investors are buying up there like crazy. So that's west of 51. That's west of 51, which has not been a normal. Okay. Which is the same scenario. It's the same, same story scenario. as yeah. 3 at 109. No commerce. No, it's just, you get towards the river. There's no shops. There's no nothing over there. So historically, with I say historically, the past four or five years, that has been a no-go zone for my okay. investor clients because tenants are rough. The, the houses are not taken well or not taken care of very well. And but you go east, same thing in in Fraser. If you go east of fifty one, I mean, you get brick, three bedroom, one bath, solid. The closer you get to three one two eight, the better. Right. But but you get solid homes up there, and people are buying them. Same thing down in three eight one zero nine. You go east of there <laughs> towards Whitehaven. Everything's selling and going, and everybody mm-hmm. wants it. But but East is not. It might be something I'll follow up with you oh. on to see. Yeah, if you do. let me know which areas you're looking yeah. at, I can kind of do an analysis based on where This is the information you can get at ChandlerReports.com. This right. is a good plug for you guys. If you ever want to dive into this a little bit further, like I'm just doing right now, join ChandlerReports.com, pay for that membership, talk to Wendy, and get some of this data on your own. Go yeah, ahead. we can always do custom reports. You just got to call our email and let us know exactly what you need, and we'll analyze that area for you. I was going to tell you, I had a councilwoman we were in a meeting with a couple weeks ago about this rental registration. I don't know if you heard about it, but yes. that's going to be a big deal. But she was she lives in Whitehaven. and her, her Curry? Yeah, I think yeah. so. And she was just she was hitting hard about people. This is an interesting dynamic that I hadn't. This is the first time I've heard this statement, so I don't know how, you know, accurate or whatever, but she said that people that want to buy houses in Whitehaven to live as a homeowner can't because they're competing against investors buying that house. That is the perception of, among realtors in that area. Yes. Okay. That's the perception. Well, if there's all, yeah, perception sometimes reality, but that's an, is any other areas you hear that same? I hear it a lot from them. And the like, Whitehaven. Yeah. And they're okay. trying to revamp that area and they mm-hmm. don't want to call it Whitehaven anymore. They mm-hmm. want to rename it and bring more people, more homeowners in because yeah. it is kind of overrun by investors. And they're but, yeah. keeping, so wonder why they can't, I mean, because they're probably, well, I guess because the investors are buying them cheap and or Memphis Invest or whoever, turnkey providers, buying them cheap and selling them only to their people. Yeah, at a premium. Right. That That's what they're probably yeah. and they And they're competing against the person trying to buy it to live there and they're just getting outbid. Right. Because the turnkey yeah. providers can pay a little bit more because yeah. they're selling them. Well, they're selling them above retail. Yes. That's the dynamic yes. that's so interesting to me. Like, That's the, happening a lot. Yeah, if the rate, the, the, I, was, I would think, you, you help me verify this, but if I'm an agent, I'm helping a buyer, hey, we could only go to 60000 because comps are only eighty, and then a, a, a turnkey provider's paying seventy five and putting ten in it and selling it at a hundred because they're selling it as, as a cash flow number versus a, a retail appraisal. Right, because if you're buying cash, you don't need that appraisal. Right, that's right. If you're buying for so, cash, you don't need the appraisal. And so that's the been a concern of, in a lot of areas like Fraser and Raleigh. And, and it goes on the MLS as a comp, so it's yes. used as a comp because they put them all on the MLS. I don't know if those are used as comp. They will not be used as comps. Yeah. Sure. Most appraisers If won't. an appraiser is looking at it and analyzing the sale and yeah. feels it's too high, they will go and see where the tax bill's mailed, who is the actual owner, do they own other properties, and if it's deemed a rental, I don't think they'll use it. The, mm. the argument there, because I've been around around, because I've tried to use those comps to help <laughs> in certain situations, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, use it when you can, but right. they're, kind of, they're saying they don't know the market, so they paid something that they don't know what they're doing, basically. That's not what I'm hearing from out-of-town investors. So I've had people from Atlanta. I'm, talking about the, I'm sorry, local, the appraisers, local appraisers saying okay. that when they're saying 
they won't they discount that appraisal saying they don't know our market that doesn't count because they don't know even know what they bought. I got gotcha. you. At gotcha. what point is it overrun and that is the market? That is that's what I'm well, saying. Say, it what is you, the market. That's what I'm that's what I was just saying like those there's it, so many of those being sold. It, that is the market now. It is the what market is for investors. It's not the market for homeowners. That is if you want to buy a rental type property in some of these areas, you are going to pay above fair market value. And these investors know it because if they don't buy it, someone else there's a line of 50 people waiting to buy it and someone else is going to get in there and have that rental income. And yes, it's much less because you've now paid this price and it's renting at this price, much less profit margin, but they don't care. They so, can't get it in their market. Oh, this is this Listen, is great stuff, man. <laughs> let, let my Warren Buffett quote, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. I agree. I totally agree. I'm when, just telling you what like, they tell, tell me. Bah, bah, bah. I'm just kidding. I'm just telling you what they, they call me, and I'm and I'm well. They're in a comp. frenzy because they're they're right. they're getting caught up in emotion of like if I don't do it, somebody else will. Right. Yeah. And so that's not that's always the best way to be. Mm-mm. But they'll call me and they'll say, you know, why is this house so high? And I don't understand. And I'm looking at the comps, and I'm like, yeah, I I personally wouldn't buy it, but we if preach that's your against only turnkey providers. But I, I do. Dan will never go on the record because he's just got too many friends in the business. I don't sell turnkey to my clients. I think it's the wrong way to buy. I think it's too expensive for the, all the reasons you're saying right here. There's very little exit strategy. I mean, it takes you five, ten years to where you can get out of it. So you're stuck in there. I mean, you're married to this thing. So I I preach against it. So I, the, had, uh, I was at a realtor office yesterday. One of the realtors in the group said, I have an investor, an out-of-town investor, who has properties in this area, and it was over here in East Memphis. And she said he wants to get this price because he paid too much for them. And now he's got them listed on the MLS. And he can't get an owner-occupant in there Mm -hmm. or anyone because no one's going to pay the price. And Mm -hmm. she keeps telling him, you have to lower it. You have to to take the hit if you want to get out of this property. And Mm -hmm. he will not do it. She goes, so they will sit there. (laughs) Well, are they occupied? It's frustrating. I don't think so because they're trying to sell them to to homeowners. Mm -hmm. That's a bad mistake there. I mean, we get that a lot. And that's where I think the recession – that's where I think it's going to be the – it's not going to be a wave, but it's going to be, you know, starting out handfuls, dozens, hundreds that investors say, I can't make the cash flow anymore. Now I'm underwater. I just need to get out of this house. So that means they're going to sell them at discounts. Well, this is, mm-hmm. you, okay. So you think it's going to come back around mm-hmm. to where yes. we'll have more affordable housing for homeowners because they're willing yes. to get rid of that. Yes. Because or they, other investors. Or that because, more investors. Because right. think about it. The recession is going to hit. The, the hours work is going to go down. Right. People can't pay that rent. Then an investor stuck with a, a decision. Do I? I'm so tired. It's the mental drain. Is what's going to happen? They're going to get hit with the rent ready cost of two thousand dollars. No rent for three months. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just going to be like they're either going to be I wealthy can't take anymore. They're yeah. either going to be there's two. That's going to happen to yeah. two different people. They're either going to be wealthy and they're just they're agitated and they're tired and they're just going to take the hit and go. Or they're going to be skinning by their teeth, and they're going to have to let it go. Have to let it, yeah. And that's when that's. But when these won't be foreclosures because they're buying them for cash, or they're doing short-term loans. So it's not going to cause foreclosures. It's just going to cause. Man, I bet it does cause some. I have some guys yeah, that there's are. There's a lot that of people are, on 30-year notes that have bought these. Oh really? Hundred twenty thousand dollar house, put twenty-five because that at that point they put twenty-five percent down, and so you start doing the numbers. I mean, they're just willing to let it go. You know, the loser 25% just to get yeah. out of the loan. Oh, yeah. all right. That's crazy to me. We should but... put some, uh, some stamps on it and bet on this. But... I think that this, that's coming. <laughs> get a raffle going. I raffle. do think that that, I don't know when, but I do think that the investor, you know, of course I'm not making any friends in the turnkey world, but that's not what I do. So I think those buyers and owners are going to be the first ones to go. 
because they don't have the weighted out mentality. They don't, they don't care. They don't have, well, and they it, don't have the, they're either wealthy, the capacity to do they're it. They're either wealthy or they're they're strapped. They're wealthy and they're tired of dealing with it. And it's a loss. They're just going to take whatever loss it is and keep moving. Write it off. Well, part of it is too, is mm-hmm. in that world, I mean, you've, you've sent me data before that majority of owners of out-of-state owners in Memphis only own one or two houses. Mm-hmm. It's like 1.5 mm-hmm. houses on average per person. So right. it's not some huge... So in that's the world. why it's not going to be a wave. It's going to be one that's, of the two. That's exactly right. And that's the hedge funds are not going to be in that. No, God Because no. they've bought so low and they're not increasing their inventory during the time when the market's right. at its highest. Hedge funds are starting to sell. I don't know what you see in the first quarter. I don't know if you have that data, but they're starting to sell chunks. They're figuring out that there's certain chunks in Memphis that they just don't need to be owning. Right. And they're selling off, you know, and they might have not hit the system yet because they'll go a third party and sell them like 50 houses at a time to another hedge fund or another group of investors. Right. Or, so I don't know if those, how those get recorded, but you definitely got some of that going on right now. Mm-hmm. But hedge funds aren't slowing down. No, they're They've still moved buying up. They're buying I looked at the top hedge- owner's report based on the 2019 tax rules, and it hasn't changed drastically as mm-hmm. far as the hedge funds go. Well, a lot of them have sold to others or they've sold a piece to others. Diversified stuff and yep. kind of, yeah. Yeah, so like... Uh, We're not seeing the amount Main of sales. Street. Though, like the amount Main of purchase. Street Renewal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is, is that is that their LLC called they've Main Street? Main Street Renewal. 15 underneath it, but yeah. But so they've Main sold Street. off hundreds. Mm-hmm. So now they've dropped, but somebody else now is you know coming up. And they're still so, buying different products. Right. I mean, I guess it is really polarizing, though. Agents, turnkey, yeah, you know, investor agents, wholesale. I mean, buyers. I mean, people are getting fired up about some of this stuff. You know, it's just oh, yeah. why I've always investors. tried to preach to buy it right. We say this on the show. We've said it for since I started. Buy it right, and I don't think, and I don't, I don't think Dan. I know you don't think buying something above what it's worth is not a good idea. And I didn't just for real estate. I mean, that's anything. Right. I mean, how many, and what other, and this is a good question. What other industry or product do you, do you pay more than what it's worth? Uh, to me, I think that's an example with that would be like uh, tech stocks where there's no assets and there's no real, or you're paying like a, a earnings ratio that like is in the negative, but they're speculative that it's going to be through the room. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like yes. you're betting on the next Uber or the next, Right, you know, Google or whatever. Yeah, I, that'd be to me. That's, that's the only. Similar... That's the only thing that you see. That's what I. I'm trying to think of that. That might be the only other example I can think of where you would pay for pay more for something. Than I would what pay it's more for worth. something if I were in an emergent situation and I had to pay more for something. That's then that's it. But, but our clients are not. In they emergent. are not in an emergent no. situation. No, no, no. They're just my friends doing it. I feel like I got to do it. I got to get in now. Right. You know, I get that question a lot. Is am I too late? Well, don't you think a lot of people are too late to the game at this point in Mm-mm. this market? Mm-mm. I'm not having any. No, because I'm still, we're still selling property and, and investment deals that are cash flowing at great numbers. I'm talking about these out of town people who don't know our market, who have never been to Memphis, who are buying some of these high, like. I, yeah. I think I mean, if you're buying turnkey, I mean, I know you don't want me to say, but it, if that's what you're buying, I think you're way late because you're paying, you're having because of the lower inventory. Mm hmm. Our wholesale, I mean, like I talk to wholesalers every day. I mean, they're struggling to find stuff. I will say investors have gotten very creative with how they're finding opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to say about that. If you want say, more info, call yeah, me. I was going to say, well, let's go well, they, to that next segment here. They have had to really look at <laughs> different, and you know, it used to just be foreclosures mm-hmm. and bank sales, and that was how they got their inventory. And now it's really changed as far as 
what they're looking at, what what data they're analyzing, and how they're going after opportunities. I've got a note to ask you about that right now. Yeah. You sure. can ask me that off, right. off yeah. the air. I will. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now, you, what see, you see all technology being used with phones, with text, oh, with, I mean, however they can find a buyer. That's 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 really Wholesalers have gotten real creative. Voicemail yeah. drops and skip tracing. And right. They've gotten real creative. No longer, the days of mailing out postcards, I think, are i tell you that story gone. that my wife called one of a retail agent and said, I'm getting these voicemail drops. I'm like, and I'm sitting there listening to her, right? Sitting right beside her. I was like, don't you know I'm in the investment world? I could have told you what that is. Yeah. Because you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. the voicemail just shows up on the phone. Hey, I'd like to buy your house. Da, 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 da. Have you heard it? Have you heard of that? No. So they what? have these things called voicemail yeah. drops. Now you're, well, my phone's doing the Facebook lap. So you have your phone and it won't ring. You just get a voicemail. Voicemail pops up. Hey, I'm so-and-so with so-and-so properties and we're interested in buying your home at 123 Main Street or whatever. Uh, if you're interested in selling that property for a cash offer, call us today. It's a great strategy because if they call back, they're already interested in right. selling. So that's how, yes. Yeah, and that's legal to do that? Uh, I think if, I, I think, <laughs> I don't, we don't do it. So Interesting. I don't, I don't, I don't, know. I don't I've never received one, so I don't. I got a text this morning about. You did? About my house. Like, the house personal home? No, just. Oh, one of your rental one, properties? One of rentals. Like, hey, I, I'm, I'm such and such. We're interested in, I was like, man, I had to get my number. Right. So anyway. I All right, we're 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 we uh, we're off topic. Yeah, we're we're going off our just curiosity questions. Give what, us some more of those yeah. facts. All right, let's talk about investor purchases. Okay. So I would say it was closer to forty five percent in Q one were investor purchases. So that's lower than what yeah. it has been. It's a little higher. Last 45? year we were trending at forty forty two. I would say yeah, that we're about forty five percent. And every time I say that at a realtor office. You hear gasps, you know, and I had explained this yesterday. I said, I know it sounds high. I said, but think about it this way. If I'm a local investor and I'm buying 50 properties in one month, that's 50 sales. Now I'm going in and renovating them and flipping that same property to an out-of-town investor. So it counts as another. So it seems like a high number, but in a lot of instances, it's the original purchase of the property and then the resale of the property. So it does inflate that number a lot. Mm. Okay. Um, over half of them are out-of-town um, buyers, we had quite a few. I would say a lot of uh, international people too. Not a ton, but more than than normal. Um, so how, the average. Okay. How many how many local people buy and hold it in Memphis? Do you know that number? I don't. Out of that forty five percent. I don't know that number. I mean, yeah. I go through um, like the tax assessor rolls every year of every non owner occupied property and everything, mm -hmm. and there are a lot here in Memphis. You know, Germantown, yeah. Collierville. You know, a lot of. People that own multiple properties, I okay. should say, that live in Memphis. That live in Memphis. Yeah. I, I, if I'm, I'm shocked on that. Ninety-eight percent of my clients are out of state. Yeah, right. I, I can count on one hand. Well, I think a lot of these people, when I look at where they're buying, mm -hmm. um, they go in their neighborhood. So they know the situation, that person's passed away, uh, okay. that person's going through divorce. So it's that's onesie twosie type things. Not, right. It's not, yeah. they don't own 50 properties, okay. but I think they buy in strategic areas where they know the area, they know the people, and they know it's a good opportunity, that's if that one, makes sense. Well, that's one thing, I, and I know you get more data, that I've seen is the people local that owned a bunch, like say 25, 50, whatever, that number has gone way right. down. I would They've sold off yeah. to the hedge funds yep. or... Mm -hmm. divested mm -hmm. because they got out because I mean, I, my, my mentor is 69 years old, retired, sold his 300 and done. Oh, wow. He's out. Okay. So hmm. they've been, and they went all, well, they all went to the hedge funds. So he's one less person in Memphis that owns that, all those properties. Yeah. A local so, owner. Anyway, just interesting. Yeah. The number mm -hmm. is very small compared to, yeah. mm -hmm. it's not in the hundreds. Yeah. 
So average price of an investor purchase was seventy eight thousand, and uh, the average tax appraisal value of those properties was seventy seven. And I think that's because, well, let's Here be realistic we though. I think a lot of it is that these homes are being renovated and then flipped. So, and that's appraisal value, tax appraisal value. That's the assessor value, which is typically low. So, mm. hey, don't say that. <laughs> they're really high. Yeah, now be quiet. Yeah, Sorry, they're very high. Take that off. Very high, especially out in Germantown. They're through the roof. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's right. They've got to come down. Yeah, yes. we have to do work on that. Yeah. But I think a lot of it is the renovation of the property. And it, like I said, it does increase the value of the property. If someone goes yeah. in and mm-hmm. redoes the entire home, they look better. You got a better tenant in there, I got, I'm assuming. You do. And they pay more, and it does help the neighborhood. So, mm-hmm. But that's interesting because this is the first time, maybe last year, did we see it go above? I think it was creeping right up creeping to the... Creeping right up it. Yeah. I don't think it... This is the first time I've seen it go over that. That's that so fascinating. Good. It is. I'm, I'm just sitting here just... I'm not... I'm not... Sh- like, I don't have a negative or positive feeling about it. I don't know what I'm feeling when I hear that, though. It's just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, on the retail side, it's always higher. Yes. Always. But yeah, this is the first time I've seen on the investor side. So we mentioned those top zip codes. Uh, Frazier's the leader. Average price of almost $37,000 uh, over over 200 sales. Uh, University, average price $65,000. Um, Westwood, average price $50,000 almost. What? Mm-hmm. See what Holy I mean? Cow. See what I'm talking about? Raleigh was up to 66000 And then Oak Haven Parkway Village had 117 sales, averaging uh, 67000 Wow. So you can kind of see where the areas where that, you know, purchasing it above market value. What was Westwood? Three at one hundred nine fifty. Well, it's forty nine three fifty fives, but yeah, jeez, fifty thousand across one hundred twenty two sales. Whereas I would have said, you know, I, when I think of that that area, I always think thirty five. You well, and I like do. you said, there's different sides, sides of the zip code, right? Where True. you've got so maybe just more this month. We're on the good side instead of. The I mean, bad night side. and day difference. It'd be good to see that if you if I don't know if you can pull I, like map map code. Yeah, we've got a caller and do it outside of here. Outside That's why I was asking. Yeah. I was like, can you pull? Can you separate sixty one and fifty one? You think the average goes up? Oh, on the With, on the, the east side. Yeah, take yeah. out the west. Oh like, yeah, that that fifty now goes to like sixty six. Right, but I'm just saying this month perhaps they were just more towards that better side of sure. town than the. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I would totally. Get, mm-hmm. You're probably yeah. You, to your point, you're probably not going to skew it too much because there's probably not going to be that many sales to the west. Right. Be yeah. less. less. Yeah. Because no one's really wanting to get in right. that, that area. Too scared. Too, yeah. It's just not a, it's nothing I've, I've pushed or sold because of the, the history of it. Now, if it changes, I guess that we can change. But yeah. You can be a leader. So, like Wendy said earlier. <laughs> well, this is interesting, though, because for the investor <laughs> purchases, so half of, half of all the, the sales. Oh, this is through April, though. So, just from an overall standpoint for the zip code, all sales, investor, retail, everything, the average is 57241 and 38109. That's the average sale price. Did you hear that? It's up 34% from the first four months of last year. Up 34%. So, see. So, last through last, wow. April, last April of last year, it was at 43,000. So, it would be interesting to see where these sales are, mm-hmm. where they're occurring. Oh, I know where they're We at. know where we are. I mean, I know exactly. You where think you know, we're, but you may not We're Chandler Reports know. 2.0 over here. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Until we talk to her, then I feel like you know zero point zero. That's right. So that's interesting. I will look at that because now I'm really curious to see that's where the big, sales that's are. A, that's something that investors need to understand. Like that people are dry. I mean, that's where action is. I bet three one oh six. Do you have that by chance? For investor purchases, yeah. no. I just have the overall figures. 
What is that? I mean, that's probably a majority investor anyway. What is that? It's uh, up 2% from last year at 27,000. Oh, not, okay. Not near what I thought it would be. Mm-mm. Not yet, at least. But they're go. hey, that's where they're going. Oh yeah, I'm telling you because that price is low. Because the price is low, they can they can take they can take those houses for twenty five grand and put fifteen in them and sell them to somebody for sixty. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened in so Fraser. Three eight one zero eight prices are up thirty two percent. Three eight one zero nine prices are up thirty four percent. Three eight one 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 up fifteen percent. One zero eight, that's Nutbush. That area was one one five, which is Whitehaven, right? That's up twenty percent. No, one one five is Kirby. Oh, Kirby. What's Whitehaven? I thought three one one six. Yeah, they're down. Oh no, they're up 11%. But that's where that so that has been turnkey provider haven, not Whitehaven. It's been turnkey provider haven. Units are down though in both those zip codes. Number of units sold. Because there's no inventory. They're running, they're gone. That's why that's why we're that's, that's what why we're why telling the you. They're going down to 106 okay. and 109. Come on next time. 106, 109. 109's gonna keep going up. 106 is gonna show on your radar. Yeah. Okay. Um 107. 108. Yeah. I haven't bought anything in 107. I That's own a couple in 108, but I don't. Why don't you be the first? Why don't you take that one? I'll take which you one take you challenge I'll take Midtown Lamar. You take 107. Oh, I'm not taking that deal. <laughs> no way. It will come back six months. <laughs> yeah. Compare results. Come back six months and I'm, you know, hungry and starving. Yeah. Now, I. I I'm going to let you keep going. So the number of, of sales, units sold in Fraser are up 25% for the first four months of the year. And is the leader still the same? The purchaser still the same? The purchaser's Fraser. Yeah. Are they still the same? Mm-hmm. For, for the most sales, yeah. investor purchases. Yeah. And then you have your top investor buyers, Memphis Investment Properties, Mid-South Home Buyers, and REI Nation. Those have been the standard. And then top investor sellers now. Uh, we had REI Nation number one, then Memphis Investment Properties, but then we had a tie for third place with Ashley Homes LLC and Worldwide Property Hub. Wait, what was that? What was Ashley that? Homes? Yeah, I, I, I did a little research I on that. Know. I think, is it a local? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he sold his inventory, it looks like, or he a did. lot of it. He only has a handful left. He sold pretty much everything because yeah. the t- price was right. And, yeah. Um, we know him real well. Good guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Well, that was the top investor seller. Okay. What else you got for us? Uh, foreclosures remain historically low, down almost 3% in Q1 with just under 300 recorded for the quarter. Most of it, as you would you know, imagine, it's within the city limits of Memphis. Mm. And then we talked about those new developments um, you know, out in Lakeland. They've got a lot of activity going on, and they've got that Lake District going on out there. They're starting to accept deposits and stuff for houses. and <laughs> That's going to be huge, huge. They're gone. They're going to be gone. Right? I mean, like that stuff's going to sell yeah, right away. It's going to be gone. <clears throat> but you've got multifamily out there. So it's going to be a good mix. I th- It'll be interesting to see how that all unfolds and what it, what it turns out to be. Um, Arlington, it's been in the news. They're looking to, um, I think, extend their sewer lines or upgrade their sewer lines so they can get more new development. But, you know, they're the, the top leaders usually. In, in and they had housing. to freeze for a while, right? Because of those sewer lines and all that. I believe Arlington. They weren't issuing kind of any permits or anything. Well, you for still a while. can't get them in certain areas, That's I don't correct. think. I think the town has to. Take on some of that burden. Yeah, I don't. It's not the like in, in the city of Memphis, you can't get mm-hmm. new sewer lines, right? Is that right? Uh, I think the city's not going. They're, like, not, going they're to, not paying right. for that. You can extension. pay for it if you want to develop. That's Is that right. correct? Okay. Right. I know somebody putting one in in East Memphis, and they, it used to be seventeen hundred bucks. It's like eight grand. Now. Yeah, that's where they're saying the cost of doing it. It's wow. it's astronomical. Oh, our buddy on Wilburn, mm. eight grand to put in a sewer. 
Mm-hmm. Crazy. And then, um, so all the bids were due uh, yesterday for the Germantown Country Club. So it'll be interesting to see who won the deal. They're saying it's going to be finalized in about two weeks. We'll find out. And who was in the yeah, Heinemann and who yeah. else? Huh? Heinemann, Rusty, and them, and who else? Who bid on it? Yeah. I have no idea. The city of Germantown bid on it. I know that. They want to make it a park. But I don't I don't know if the owners are just going to go with the highest bidder, or I'm assuming uh, I have no idea. they will, and who could close the fastest. And but there's only half of it that can be developed, right? I don't know. I, there was. I'm pretty sure there's because of the the flood, um, the flood, flood zone, zone, right? There's only yeah. half of it can be developed. So it would have to if if a developer, a developer did get that property, they would have to really have high end homes in there. But mm-hmm. I think they could probably sell that out no problem uh, and make a nice so. profit. Oh my Just gosh. depends on timing of what's well, going to happen what if we're if, if they, they do yeah. yeah if they wait till February next year, they're out of luck. Right? I doubt it. Oh, Wendy, I doubt it. <laughs> His economist said that. Uh, said recession. it was over in yeah, February. It's over. It's over. No, I think uh, I don't. I, It'll be interesting to see who. I am super fascinated with that. I grew. Property. I went to high school out there, and I know people that live all around there. They are more than upset that that's not going to be know. a country club anymore. But Could, I, well, uh, that we don't know if the owner's bid yeah. on it, right? Like the community was going to. I don't know what. I don't know who bid or whatnot. That was all private. Yeah. information but, but in two weeks or so they're, they're saying supposed to tell you. they're saying in two weeks it's put the deal will be finalized within two weeks they're saying mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. so we'll see what happens it. there it'll be interesting what else you got for us that's all i have you're good yeah you got any other questions for I'm, no. I'm i'm gonna i am gonna email you later this week maybe about early next some week of these zip codes about some of these zip codes in like the specific areas okay west and east of 61 and 51 and frazier and in westwood area Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much yeah, for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's really love fun. having you here. ChandlerReports.com. If you guys enjoyed what we talked about today, you can get all this information at ChandlerReports.com. Um, Wendy, thanks again. Thank Appreciate you. you. Okay. All right, we'll take a real quick break. we got a couple minutes when we come back. We'll wrap it up. You're listening to the Crush Core Real Estate Hour. We'll be right back. All right, we got a couple of minutes, man. We got we got sucked into that vortex of uh, of Wendy Greenlaw and Chandler reports. Man, that's really good information. I'm I'm thankful she uh, carved out some time to uh, come in here today and speak with us. Dan. What'd you think? It's fascinating. You know me; I love data. Yeah. So data drives decisions, and mm-hmm. hope our listeners can you know take part of that and just really think through. Maybe visit Chandler reports and do some some you know soul searching where they want to be and what they want to do and I mean, if, if, yeah, I'm just sitting here thinking, man, I got, there's, I got a whole nother show. I could sit here and just talk about this whole thing, but I, I, it's fascinating to see that prices are going up still. We're still at 45% sales or train or investor deals. So we're not losing any momentum or any steam. I was, you know, I never manipulate numbers or fabricate anything to my investors, but I was a little anxious of what she was going to say today. I mean, my business mm-hmm. is going well. Our business at Crestcore, the brokerage is going well. We're still selling at the same clip, but I was just curious of how everyone else in the city and county were doing. And apparently every, I mean, investor world is doing very well right. still. And it sounds like our retail and residential world is still begging for inventory, still yes. looking for stuff to, to, to close on. So, you know, the only thing that, 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 and she confirmed it, the, the lady, the councilwoman that I heard and Wendy was saying about buyers that want to own the home. That's an interesting dichotomy to me that we've never had that since I've been in Memphis and since 2001 where, you know, buyers are losing, wanting to own a home and saying they can. I don't know if they can. I mean, that's, yeah. I don't know that data. They just don't want to pay the numbers. They just don't want to pay the numbers. And so, or, I mean, that's what we, I'd love to get with Wendy and figure that out. There's several shows, like you said, like, 
breaking down 106, 109, yeah. the, the zip codes, but also breaking down like what's what's the real result of what are they saying of why that homeowner can't get to that house? Is it outbid because they think the appraisal's too high, the note's going to be too high because you know a thirty year note with interest rate. I mean, what's the driver why they drop off? Mm-hmm. You know, I would think because historically a retail homeowner has always been able to outbid an investor, at least ever since I've been in business. Yeah, because they're, they're not trying to make money. They're just living. Right. They're just living. This is their home. You've always said, that's why when you get appraisals, your appraisal on, and we, we talked about this on the loan side, like your appraisal for, your appraisal from the that you get for a bank is going to be higher than what we call the economic value that you would pay to buy that for a rental. Does that make sense? Like yeah. your economic value is based solely on what the rent to price ratio is. That's right. And appraisal is the market value. And that market value is always the piece that created the equity when you're buying that property to refinance. And There's so many turnkeys that are out there that the prices are so high. Yeah. And and they're willing to pay for, for a junker. They're willing to pay more because they've got somebody lined up to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I, 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 you know, turnkey product is a good one. If that's what you, if you know what you're getting into and that's what you want and that, and you're prepared for the long haul. But um, if you're a younger guy and life happens and things happen, I mean, I just, you know, to me, it's just not the best way to buy. And we're even buddies and partners with some guys that do it. So they're, they're, they provide a good product if that's what you're looking for. Well, and I'm just thinking too, and you know, I think more globally sometimes about how to help these homeowners. What's yeah. the, what's the solution for those guys in this market? Yeah, that's a great question. You know what I mean? Like what we want, there is no doubt that home ownership helps drive, you know, better neighborhoods, better community. We've talked about that. You do not want to buy an all rental area. No. You know, like that's so why you, I've always built a rent. Yeah. Not a great idea on a, to build rent, the whole neighborhood, the whole you, community, a third or 20%. It's fine. It's fine. But so knowing that we know homeownership. Anyway, I'm just fascinated with uh, that. The issue has arisen. It has great show today. Yeah. I really appreciate Wendy Greenlaw coming in from Chandler reports. You guys go to chandlerreports.com. Check out all of her information there. Uh, you know, pay your little monthly dues and get all that information. But uh, channelreports.com. Thanks, Wendy. Appreciate it, Dan. Thanks yep, for coming thank on today. You. Great show. You guys have any questions, call me or uh, email me, really, dean at crestcore.com. Uh, we'll see you next week.